There is not a one-size-fits-all solution to leadership. Discover your inspiration to lead by hearing from those who are in the trenches each day, leading themselves and leading others. We will learn about their unique leadership style and identify the shared qualities between those who do it tremendously well. Welcome to the Lead with Empower podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the third installment of season three. We're on season three of the Lead with Empower podcast. We were uh, kicking things off in 2021 with Sarah Sterling from Empower Adventures. And in week two, we had Mr. Ken Martin, one of the co-owners of Colony Grill. Uh, and this is a very special week three edition of the Lead with Empower podcast. We are joined by five people from Hamden Hall Country Day School, two faculty staff members, and three senior students. Um, but very excited to have Lisa, Chase, Alex, Jess, and Nick from Hamden Hall on the Lead with Empower podcast. How's everybody doing? Thanks for joining us today. Thanks Great. for having us. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you for having us. Oh, awesome. My pleasure. My pleasure. So, um, Chase and Lisa are both uh, teachers at Hamden Hall up at the upper school or high school, uh, if you're not in the Hamden Hall community. Lisa is a teacher in the arts department, and Chase is a teacher in the history department. And then the three students, Jess, Alex, and Nick, um, and they are involved in all sorts of wonderful things at Hamden Hall, but I've gotten to know them over the past 10 months, give or take, through some training with the Peer Leaders Program, which is a unique program and it's offered at Hamden Hall, and it's a, a great opportunity for students to be involved, I think, outside of the, outside of the traditional academic setting and, you know, really um, to improve their personal leadership skills, but also um, to bring about some initiatives at Hamden Hall that will make it a better place for future students. So super excited to hear about that, hear about the PL program in greater detail, and um, to kind of see where everybody's head's at with their big quarter three projects, which are coming up, which we'll get into as we get going with the episode. But to start, I'd love uh, for Lisa and Chase. Lisa, and I, we'll kick things off with you. Tell our listeners a little bit about what the PL program is, how long you've been involved, um, and some of the information about the, the PL program that someone outside of Hamden Hall might not be aware of. Yeah, the, the, um, the peer leadership program is, uh, it's a really special program um, that has been running for I believe this is the 32nd year, 31st or 32nd. We always get into debates about when <laughs> it was actually the 30th year, but um, it's been a long time at the school. Um, I've been doing it as, as an advisor. This is my fifth year. Um, it's an opportunity for 12 seniors, uh, students who go through a lengthy application process and interview process um, who are chosen as, uh, as this year's peer leaders. Um, and then they go through different trainings throughout the year. We have a, a retreat at the beginning of the year, um, as well as different points throughout uh, to talk about leadership skills. Um, ultimately, what these 12 seniors end up doing is running uh, programs for the ninth graders into the school. So the, a big priority of the program is to um, help the ninth graders adjust to high school, um, to delve into some topics which are really important to, to talk about uh, for the ninth graders and Sometimes it's well received coming from other students, especially seniors, who they look up to more so than teachers. <laughs> um, so uh, talking about different topics such as um, peer pressure, uh, substance abuse, um, we look at conflict management 
um, some things like that. Uh, and the seniors, um, we work with them all year. And the seniors run all year these programs with the ninth graders um, in groups of about 12 or so. Uh, and they, uh, besides just touching on these different issues, they also really create bonds with the ninth graders, which make it makes it really awesome to see them on campus saying hi to these ninth graders. The ninth graders light up. Um, they become mentors. They become people they can go to with problems. Um, uh, so it's a it's a it's a program that really provides a lot of um, student based outreach. Awesome. And Lisa, what what was the inspiration for you to become involved in the PL program? Um, so about so I started at Hampton Hall um, and I taught here for one year before I did PL. Um, and then there was some transition and they were looking for an advisor. Um, I actually was a PL back not at Hampton Hall, but at Danbury High School many years ago. Um, <laughs> but the peer leadership program is a national program. So I was a peer leader then and just found so much value in the program. Um, so then that's where it kind of was a good fit. So I came on board with Chase. Um, so we co-teach the class together as co-advisors. Uh, we have tons of fun doing it. And it's just it's just one of the you know biggest highlights of, of well, speak for myself, but I, we Chase and I talk <laughs> about this a lot, that it's just such a highlight to our year to be able to have this special connection with the, with the 12 seniors and to really be part of a program that we, we believe so much in. Awesome. Awesome. Lisa, good start here. Good start to the episode. So Chase, how long have you been involved uh, as a, an advisor for the PL program at Hamden Hall? And what was your motivation or inspiration to become involved? Oh my goodness. Okay. So now I feel like I'm going to be dating myself a little bit here. I've been at Hamden Hall for a little bit now. I'm actually an alumnus of Hamden Hall. So I think this is my 19th year at, at the school, either as a student or as a faculty member. And I think it might be eight or nine years doing PL at this point with uh, the way 2020 was like all dates are just like, you know, out the window. <laughs> Time is an abstract concept, <laughs> but I think it's about eight or nine years. And uh, I think the major incentive was that actually as a student, I was a peer leader and um, both as a freshman and as a, uh, you know, a senior in the program, it had such a huge impact on me. And I think that combines with a lot of the other strengths of Hampton Hall to really shape the community of the school. And I think when people are looking at Hampton Hall as an institution about whether they should attend it or not, it's one of those things you can look at the website and like great pictures and stuff. But when you come on campus and you actually get the feel of the community, that's what really sells it. And I, th I think that like peer leadership is part of the spine of that program that really kind of things build off of. And it's such a great tone for students at the school and it, it bridges that gap, as Lisa was hinting at, uh, between the, the ninth graders and the senior class. And so it, it kind of pulls everything together and really builds these friendships that allow us then to have communication and relationships that, that make us more like a family and just make it, you know, just kind of a better environment overall. Awesome. And well, we're, and I know that our three students are chomping at the bit right now to get a piece of the microphone. Don't worry. Most of the episode is going to be focused on the students here. But uh, Chase, Lisa had mentioned a pretty rigorous application process. And, you know, you've been involved both, you know, on the student end and, and at Hamden Hall, as, as well as Lisa, not at Hamden Hall. And then as uh, as an advisor, you know, to to you as advisors, what do you look for? Like, are you looking for just like, the students who perform exceptionally well academically, like what are some of the qualities you're looking for as a, a student uh, when you're going through the application process and you're trying to narrow it down to your team of 12? 
Yeah, so it's a it's a pretty rigorous process. Um, there's a lot of stages. Uh, there's a, a written application. There's an actual interview that they participate in. There's also student and faculty feedback that's provided. Um, but when it comes down to it, I think at its core, um, we're looking at a pretty wide range of things, right? Because to be a leader, there's a lot of different ways you can approach that topic. And just to put it out there, like, you know, we're all works in process, right? Leadership isn't like a, a thing you get the title, you put it on your door and you're like, whew, I did it. Like, I'm a leader. Like, what's the next thing to do here? Um, so, you know, we're not looking for necessarily a finished state, um, but we're, there's a lot of, you know, academics are always great. Um, and, you know, as a school, we, we want students that are also, um, you know, students. But at the same time, you know, the emotional quotient of the program is a huge part of it. And so being able to um, have some interpersonal effective skills that you can use for communication that we can build on, that's always great. Um, and you know, I think it's also important not to discount the importance of someone having a passion for being a leader. Uh, yep. This is an elective program in which people have to come out to apply for. And so that, that also puts us on like already on this great footing because the people that are coming out for this are genuinely passionate and they want to be in a leadership position. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out after going through the interview process. It turns out that maybe their schedule for next year doesn't fit it in because of all these other APs or other programs. And one of the beautiful things about Hampton Hall is not just the peer leadership program, but we also have middle school advocates. We have lower school mentors. So if you want to be a leader at Hampton Hall, you know, we are kind of just one of several of the options available for, for students to partake in. That's awesome. And, I, you know, and leadership is one of those things where you can read a bunch of books about it and you can listen to a bunch of speeches about it. But until you actually get your hands dirty trying to do it, you know, that that level of learning isn't going to take place until you're actually in the in the trenches, as they say, doing it. So, um, Lisa, we'll come back to you very quickly. So we're joined by three students, three current peer leaders at Hamden Hall. Um, gotten to know them a little bit. They were much more rambunctious during our August <laughs> training than they have been during our recent Zoom trainings. No. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's so different on Zoom. It is. It is. They, uh, it, the the Zoom trainings were really uh, they they were a great experience, uh, at least from my end. But uh, yeah, different. You know, everybody was is so very quiet. We say you can unmute and make noise. It's good. Um, so we have we have Nick, Alex, and Jess here. Um, Lisa, again, without getting down the specific rabbit hole for each of these students, um, what what uh, why these three, and what are you hoping they they're able to share with everybody today? Um, so uh, yeah, and thinking about like the 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 peer leaders in general as a whole, we we really um, talk about a lot that leadership looks different um, for a lot of different people, right? There's so many different types of leaders out there. Um, and in looking at different leadership skills and personalities, we talk a lot about looking, thinking about what we're naturally good at, what we, um, where our talents lie, how we best connect with people, and also knowing that some other things that maybe we're not the best at, there, there's skills we can learn, there's tools we can use to grow in those areas. Yeah. Um, so these guys that are with us today, uh, they, there's a, a, a great diversity among some of their leadership styles um, and their personalities. Uh, and also they demonstrate throughout the year, just you know, one of our core values at the school is excellence. And they, all three of them um, work to that, uh, that value all the time. There's their work, not only in diving into being self-reflective about their own leadership styles, but then the care they show with um, working with the ninth graders, uh, which 
you know, talk about putting leadership in practice, you know, they're really thrown in there, especially at the beginning of the year, their first meeting with their 12 ninth graders that they don't know, and they're just learning their names. It's kind of terrifying. And then to see where they come this, you know, over just over halfway through the year, their level of confidence, knowing how to troubleshoot things, knowing how to connect, knowing how to organize things or run smoothly. Um, these three, uh, so Nick and Alex and Jess do an awesome job of this. Um, as well as all the peer leaders do. So um, we also just, we thought these guys would be uh, uh, fun to have along. Um, and we're just so proud of them this year of all they've done. Awesome. And if, if we could figure out a way to do it, to efficiently do a, a Zoom podcast recording with 14 people, we, 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 we might've done that. But that, <laughs> that, that would have that, been that, ideal. I think yeah. this group size is about my max on the, on the old <laughs> podcast uh, situation right here. So anyway, Lisa and Chase, thanks for kind of giving some background information. Y'all can go on mute for a couple minutes right now. We're going to let the real stars of the show take over for a couple minutes here. Um, but we're going to, uh, we'll rotate through and Alex, we'll start with you. Just uh, tell, tell the, uh, the listeners here a little bit about, um, you know, who you are, maybe where you're from, some of the things that you're involved in at Hamden Hall, and then uh, speak specifically to why you decided to apply and, and chase down the PL uh, program for you. Yeah, okay. So I've been at Hamden Hall since kindergarten, so I've really experienced all kinds of, like, aspects of Hamden Hall and, like, what Hamden Hall is about, and I'm involved in PL. I play soccer. I used to play basketball and lacrosse, and I recently just started um, our school's first black student union, which I'm really excited about. And yeah, I'm like involved in the diversity aspects of school. And the reason why I wanted to do PL was because my sister, she graduated four years ago. She did PL and I saw what it has like done for her and what can it continuously does for her. Like she's been more of a leader. She like is a tour guide at her school she's like a president of one of the clubs and I feel like she wouldn't have done that if she didn't have this experience because she was a shy person before she was a PL so I seeing her blossom into like a big leader as she is now I feel like that's inspired me to also want to be a PL awesome awesome thank you Alex great start right there and I definitely want to come back to the uh the, the fact that you, you're part of the people that they're the part of the group of people or are, are part of the reason why the, the first black student union started at Hamden Hall. We'll definitely come back to that later in the episode. Great start. Jess, you're on the hot seat next. Tough act to follow, my friend. Great. Um, so uh, I've been at Hamden Hall since pre-K, so 14 years. Um, so just like Alex, I've experienced a lot of aspects of Hamden Hall. Um, I play field hockey and lacrosse. I'm also part of Black Student Union. I'm kind of on Alex's side as her secretary. There you um, go, nice. I take the notes. Um, <laughs> but um, I think the reason I joined PL is because I was also a freshman at Hamden Hall, so I was able to experience this program. And I think it was a really great way for me to transition from fresh eighth grade to freshman year. Um, it, because I always thought it was this big jump, but getting to know the other freshmen so easily and getting to know seniors. So you have kind of that connection to upperclassmen kind of made the whole situation more comfortable. Yeah. Um, also, it's not the same position, but my sister was a, a middle school advocate, which okay. is kind of um, similar. It's still another leadership position. And I saw also kind of like Alex said, how 
she used those leadership qualities and the things she was able to accomplish, um, you know, in college. And now she's graduated, she's going to med school. So kind of the same thing as Alex. Awesome. Awesome. Ladies, great work. Nick, let's see. Let's finish it off right here with a high note. All right. Um, I'm Nick. Uh, sort of on a different note, I've only been at Hamden Hall since 10th grade. And I think that's sort of, that's a big reason why I applied to be a PL because Hamden Hall High School, it's a great high school, but also coming into it, it's like incredibly overwhelming. You, it's sort of like getting like hit with a rock in a way. It's like, there's so much going on. And like when you come in for 10th grade, there's no PL. And like, I kind of figured that I thought it would be sort of, it would have been a useful experience for me to go through PL to like get to know people and get like an easy foundation coming in. So that's a big reason why I applied. And then the other reason is that like um, a lot of classes don't end up having like a ton of real world application. Like my other option versus this was taking like an advanced biology class I was never going to use again in my life. So I thought that having a, um, a experience where you get to be in like a real world leadership situation would be a lot more useful and practical of a skill going forward. Awesome. Great answers across the board there by our, our 12th graders. Um, what What's great about this program too, and, and, you know, you're getting these experiences that you wouldn't normally get if you were just going through the motions at high school, you're getting, you know, actual opportunities to lead smaller groups of students, which is cool. And um, having worked with Chase and Lisa for, uh, for a number of years, you get a great support system there too. So like what could be these big scary scenarios that might, you know, cause people to stay away from a program like this, you have the training, you have some theory that you can, you know, base what you're doing on and, and you have a constant support system, which is great. Um, Nick, I'm going to stay with you. So you have, you know, a little over half of the year under your belt. What's been something about you as a leader that you've discovered or learned over the, the course of this year? And it's a unique school year, right? So it might not be an earth shattering thing, but what's something that you learned about yourself as a leader over the course of the, the 2020 or yeah, 2021 school year? Um, I think one big thing I've learned about myself is sort of adaptability. Um, before Hamden Hall, I had gone to the same school from like kindergarten to ninth grade. I've only lived in like a couple places through my life. So I haven't had to experience like a ton of big changes. So going in, I was, wasn't totally sure how I would do with like the big change of being half in person, half on Zoom, having to adapt to all that, having to adapt to the social distancing but I feel I've been able to work with that very well. I've always tried to like figure out how to use the Zoom technology. Um, sometimes when my partner is on Zoom, I'm in person, a lot of the students are in person. You have to adapt to that. I feel, I mean, obviously not an ideal situation, but I feel I've been able to like work around that pretty well. So I think one thing I've learned about myself as a leader is how I'm able to adapt. Awesome, awesome, well said. Alex. So yeah, for Nick, it's definitely the corona thing it was hard to adapt and stuff and I wasn't like nervous being a PL at first until I had my first meeting with the freshman because <laughs> I realized I hate when people have their eyes just on me so but having my partner Josh has really helped me a lot to become more confident and like talking without getting nervous and stuff and are you seeing, Alex, are you seeing yourself more being able to kind of step up and know like, 
Hey, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with it. I know people are looking at me and they're ready to listen to me. Do you, have you seen improvement in that over the course of the year? Yeah, definitely. Now that I'm in the, I'm the only one in person, my partner's on zoom. So now it's really eyes just on me, but I've been able to just like, not really think about it. And I'm just on the same level as they are. So like, it doesn't feel like I'm on a pedestal and they're just staring at me. It just is like, I'm talking with them and they're talking back. Great. All right. Conversational right there. Nice job. And glad to hear it's getting better. And I think, you know, if you keep on doing it, it's going to keep on getting better, which is great. Jess, what about you? What about leadership? Have you feel like you've learned about yourself or maybe seen some, some growth or improvement over the year? Um, well, I think it goes back a lot to the retreat we did in August, um, where we were training on our leadership abilities. And when we did, you know, that initiative with you in the beginning, um, I learned a lot about myself and my leadership abilities. And I found that I was more of the kind of person to hold back um, and let things kind of unravel how they did. Um, because I just, I'm more of a subdued person when it comes to leadership. I just kind of let people take that role. Um, but I feel like over the last semester, I've obviously had to take that um, role. That's what I'm here for, um, which in a way, um, forced me to do that, which I think was really good. Um, I think it helped a lot for me. Um, it kind of made me found, find my voice in a way um, because it helped me find, you know, my intelligence, what I was capable of, gain more confidence in, you know, speaking up, participating. Obviously, those are the things I had to control in PL, but I think that's definitely one of the things that I found um, changed most since August was the fact that I'm more confident to use my voice and to be that leader, take that leadership position, um, having gone through all the trainings and activities we have had so far. Great. Awesome. Awesome. Great answers. And, um, I'm, Nick, I'm going to jump back up to you because a, a little bit of a unique situation, right? Having come into Hamden Hall with a year of high school under your belt where, and we just heard from Alex and Jess who were at, you know, at Hamden Hall since, you know, crawling around and whatever those little car toys are and stuff like that. And they've been there since, um, what, you know, in hindsight, looking back on, you know, the start of your journey at Hamden Hall in 10th grade, what do you, was there something you wish that you, you were able to do more of as a 10th grader to maybe to, to gain some involvement or what strategies did you kind of take on for, for you personally to say, Hey, I'm new. There's a lot of people that really know each other. I'm kind of the outsider. How can I become more involved in this in this community that um, is, is, a, is a solid community? So I think one thing I did was I like tried to put myself out there as much as I could. I know I had classes with Jess and Alex on <laughs> my first year. So maybe they'll remember this, but I was always trying to like be active talking in class and all that. And also I tried to join a few extracurriculars. Some of them worked out more than others, but like I started early on by like do becoming involved in the thespians, which is something that's carried over to now. So I think the main way I sort of tried to like become a part of the Hamden Hall community at first was just by putting myself out there. Awesome. And then like, if, if, you know, over the course of this year, you hear about, oh, there's somebody coming in and I know we're late in the game right now for somebody to like transfer in. But if you had to give a bit of advice or wisdom to somebody who's maybe joining the party a little bit after other people, what would, what, what would that be, Nick? I think just join a club because Hamden Hall has so many clubs that if you're able to find one that you're interested in, it'll probably have like-minded people as you in it. And you'll sort of be able to form some easy bonds there. 
and it'll be a good jumping off point. Awesome. Awesome. Great answer. Thank you, Nick. And then we'll come down to Alex and Jessica. So you or Jess, Alex and Jess, you're, you're, you've been there for, you know, your entire academic life. <laughs> right. Um, and I want to, you know, touch on obviously being in the same community for a prolonged period of time gives you opportunities to recognize what's great about it. And maybe some things that you'd like to see improved. And it sounds like the, 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 the birth of the black student union was just that, right. Something that maybe over the years was one of those things like, God, I wish we could do something about that. And, and you finally have taken the action. Tell us a little bit about um, the, the black student union at Hamden Hall and, it's, it's a newer initiative. So how, how has it gone um, so far for you two as students? And, and Alex, we could start with you. Okay, so do, wait, do you want to know how it started? Or? Yeah, let's hear a little bit of the backstory and then maybe oh. how it's gone so far since it's, since it's begun. Yep. Okay, so when my sister was a senior, she tried to start a Black Student Union, but it didn't really go as well, like for outside input and stuff. But now that things are kind of different now and a lot of eyes have been opened since like, the summer and George Floyd and stuff. So I was able to really start this Black Student Union, which is something I've been like wanting to have. So being able to do that as a senior, like really made my my year. So basically we've been just, um, recently we've been working on our Black History Month assembly that we're having. And we also, it's also a space for people to just be able to talk with each other and like vent with each other. And then we also wanna have a, an open forum where we could actually voice our experiences to the school and like show our point of view. And, and how, how would you say so far has, and, and we'll go over to Jess, how would you say so far in, cause it's, so it's been this school year, right? This year. Um, how would you say it's been received by students uh, and, and, and maybe the faculty staff at Hamden Hall? Has it been received with, with positivity? And, and do you feel like it's something that, this is a big challenge and this is a segue to our, our really our next segment of the interview, like this quarter three project where you, you wanna do something that leaves a lasting impact. Do you feel like this, uh, the Black Student Union has the staying power to, to continue once you two aren't there to steer the ship? I think it will continue after our senior year. Um, Alex is um, the president, but we are trying to get new presidents for next year. We're deciding that now. Um, it's had a lot of positive interactions with other people, administration and students, um, and any discomfort I think is necessary um, because conversations like this aren't un un uncomfortable. So yeah. we have to have them anyway, but I think it's been a really good addition to the school. Being a predominantly white school, there's such a small majority of the black community there um, so having a club like this, um, as Alex said, um, a place to vent um, because we're such a small community um, and then, you know, educating other people, just as you said, with the Black History Assembly has been a really great contribution to the school. Um, and I think it's really great that Alex started it, being that we've been there for 13 years. So we've, you know, seen how race has you know, affected us over those 14 years and has progressed to become somewhat kind of of a problem um, and something that we need to talk about. Yeah, and you, and you bring, a, bring up a couple good points there. And, and one, I think Alex, that your sister kind of planted the seed and maybe it, it wasn't the right time then. And, and for you to 
um, you know, for whatever reasons. And I, you know, I wasn't there and, and you probably maybe weren't in the mix as much uh, at that, at that point, but the fact that you're kind of picking up the torch and running with it, and it's something that you are passionate about. And, um, I think it's great to hear. And, you know, I, I hope that you're, you're both able to use your, you know, leadership skills to grow that group and strengthen that group. And you know, I think like any campus, whether it be a private school at, at the high school, middle school level or, or college, I think, you know, diversity and hearing different points of view are, you know, the only ways to move forward. And as Jess said, you know, without some of that struggle, without some of that challenge, you're not going to get the progress. Um, and so it's glad to hear that it's, it's starting to form some roots and, and continuing to grow. And um, hopefully that's part of this next little topic. And we're going to jump back to the adults here, the adults on the call, the formal adults here. Um, they're not very, they're, they're formal, but not too formal. They're the perfect mix of formal and fun. I would say, how about that? Put that on the resume, Chase. <laughs> there we go. It's like adult. <laughs> so I think, you know, Lisa, myself, Chase has touched on it and the students have touched on it. So we're at the starting point, essentially, of this big Q3 project that's part of the peer leaders program at Hamden Hall. Chase, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, the Q3 project. I guess, re really, what are the students being asked to do and yeah. why? Sure. So um, building upon the skills we've been working on all year, uh, including things like uh, setting smart goals and uh, interpersonal effectiveness and, and having like effective communication. The quarter three project is uh, basically setting up with a challenge that's based around group planning and, uh, you know, democratic community building. So they're, they're tasked with creating a plan to affect change in some positive way on campus. So they need to think about how to identify common obstacles uh, to democratic organizing, as well as how to delegate and set up group tasks, ultimately so that they can affect some sort of change on campus. Now, in the past, this project has been opened up a little bit wider to the larger community. Uh, but this year, with the, the restrictions based on COVID and, and social distancing, we thought, you know what, there's so much room to, to help others, even in our own small community. Let's really focus it in there. And so, you know, we're really shooting to apply and challenge them uh, to apply all the things we've been building up to this entire year. So it's kind of like their, their final master's piece here. Now there is a quarter four project, which they don't know about yet, but uh -oh. this is where they get to be like super skillful. And the cool thing about it is they get to self-select, right? They get to pick, they get to find an area of need on campus and they get to figure out, okay, how can we affect positive change using our skills? awesome great great you know again leadership's one of those things that's very abstract and there's not um you know labs you can do to support it necessarily in the traditional lab set but it's projects like this that really bring you know the concepts to life and really highlight you know where students are at and where they where they can go with regards to their personal leadership and uh it's great to hear that you're able to obviously the pandemic impact but uh, the fact that you're able to affect some sort of positive change right on the campus, right? Where, you know, everybody calls their home for 180 days a year, give or take, uh, is great to hear. And, and Lisa, you know, obviously you were involved as a student, not at Hamden Hall, um, but you've been part of the program at Hamden Hall. Um, you know, why is the, the Q3 project in your eyes an important part of this experience? And, and um, let's hear about one or two from the past years that stick out to you as like, wow, this one was really, kind of a model that we can use to, to show our students, our current students, what the expectation is. Um, sure, we, we uh, it was actually so my first year doing PL, we created this project um, um, 
uh, myself and uh, Chase and John Greenwald. Um, so the quarter three project, they do like a big project every, uh, each quarter. Um, this for the quarter three project, we really wanted to have them sh demonstrate how in in the real world, not that this isn't the real world, but you know, outside of Hamden Hall, um, how they can use the skills they've been using all year long to um, affect change and also to motivate others to affect change. Because um, they'll be guiding their their group of ninth graders, introducing the project, motivating them to get involved, um, and uh, and they'll be working together to then create this project on campus. Um, so it's it's using a um, you know, a lot of different, a lot of different skills that they're learning um, and, and put into practice that, you know, some leadership in order to make change, and we see changes happen in the world, um, it takes leaders sometimes to maybe step outside the comfort zone or take a bit of a risk. And we talk about healthy risk-taking in class that sometimes it takes that little bit, like, I'm really nervous about this, but feel the fear and do it anyway. You kind of jump in there and say, well, like, we'll figure this out. Um, so we've seen that happen throughout. It's I guess it's this will be the fifth year I guess that we're doing it. Is it fourth or fifth, Chase? I can't remember. I think now. this is actually our fifth. Fifth year for the quarter three project. Um, so, uh, and again, like Chase said, there was without you know this year's a little different with COVID uh, restrictions. Um, but in the past, about five years ago, um, two of our past PLs, um, Sid and Dan, they did a, a project uh, that was to raise money for ALS. Um, and it was during when the, the ice bucket challenge was going around. Oh, yeah. um, so there was a fundraising element. They actually got people to put money in buckets that had teachers names on them to vote for who the bucket of ice water was going to get dumped on. <laughs> um, so that like created some excitement. There was some like teachers, um, you know, they had to build in a lot of, there was a lot of moving parts. They had a lot of communication with teachers first asking permission, would they be willing to have ice water dumped on their head, which many were. Um, then there was this whole voting system in practice and who was gonna monitor, they had to buy a ticket and then they put the ticket into the jar and then um, count the votes. And then it was the uh, top three teachers that got the most votes from students then were out in the courtyard they came dressed. I believe one teacher was in a wetsuit, I believe. <laughs> yeah, school, yeah. So. came prepared. Yeah. Um, so it was like it created a big spectacle. So this project runs over three weeks, um, three different peer groups. So this was the last culmination. The whole school turned out in the courtyard. The head of the school was there, administration, faculty. Um, they had, I think, a bucket raising some money out there as well. And these three teachers who were such great sports had ice water dump, uh, dumped on them. Uh, and it was just a huge, everyone was cheering and there was just a great um, school dynamic as well as raising money for a great cause. Um, so that was when really had a lot of moving parts, lots of action and a big culmination, a big, a big event kind of happened at the end on the last one. Um, we've also had a, a variety. I know last year there was um, uh, one group who they, um, it was uh, Cherry and Zach, their group um, decided to, they just wanted to raise um, positivity on campus. Yep. So they wanted to um, spread some kindness. Uh, what they did with their group was they, uh, dec they, they their final project was they decorated the uh, bathrooms, girls and boy bathrooms in Whitson, one of the buildings on campus with positive messages. Um, so positive affirmations, when you looked in the mirror saying about like, don't you look good today? I <laughs> think like, <laughs> check out you. Um, and made like creative, all sorts of decorations that went on the mirror 
Um, and then they split into their last group. They split into the girls and the guys and they put them up in the bathroom and they're actually still there today. So that's been for a full year. And we still get comments from people about how much they love that or even teachers. I had a teacher just this year take a photo of it and be like, oh, I love this mirror so much. So that's another in a in a less of a spectacle way really did create a, a small amount of, of positive change and just a um, promote an, an attitude of, of positivity on campus. Awesome. And that's, that's great to hear that it doesn't necessarily have to be something that has this big grandiose right. event to close it up. It could just be the, those, those little daily actions, those little daily things that when they're not there, you don't really notice them, but when they are there, they're like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> go and get just, them. Someone yes, said I look good in the true. mirror. That's perfect. Let's go. Let's <laughs> yeah, <talk today>. Exactly. <laughs> um, awesome segue. Uh, and we're going to go back to the students here and let's see, we're going to put Jess on the hot seat first. So, when, and this is something we just discussed in the training as well, right? So you're looking at, you know, maybe an area of need, maybe something that is a problem that you hope your Q3 project can help solve, or at least get that process started. Give everybody a little bit of uh, an idea as to where you are. And, and, and listeners, just so you know, the students are very early in this process right now. This is not a finished product. They're in the brainstorming and the early development phases. So Jess, let's share, uh, let's hear where your head's at and, uh, maybe the area that you've identified and, and what you're thinking possibly for your project. Oh yeah. So um, my co-mentor is Timmy and um, we discussed and we decided that there's a lot of individuals at Hamden Hall that don't get highlighted for the work they do um, around the community. Um, so we decided that maybe our quarter three project would be um, either a website, maybe a social media page, some type of social platform where we highlighted those individuals, whether that be teachers and administration or students who have helped, you know, the regular student body. Um, and then especially people like the work crew who, um, you know, uh, sanitizes everything every single day, the work crew that plows all the sidewalks and all of our courtyards to get places. Um, so we thought that'd be a good area of specialty to highlight um, the people in the community. Nice. And that, that would be like a student run web page or student yeah. run social yeah. page that it's yeah, really just. Yeah, because um, it does go hand in hand with our PLs, our actual ninth graders. So we're thinking, um, you know, we'll involve them with, you know, interviewing certain people in the community um, on how they've affected it. Um, I was also actually planning to interview Alex on her um, Black Student Union, um, you know, because that's a big part for the Black community. Um, but stuff like that, getting to know what they've done, um, including like alumni too. So stuff like that. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. And it, it's a little bit of that kind of those small little daily things that if they're not there, you don't really notice them. But when you, when you get that, Hey, thank you for cleaning the sidewalks and thanks yeah. for sanitizing and making mm -hmm. this place uh, safe or, you know, thanks for creating a, an organization that you know, is, is geared towards students and giving students an open forum. I, I, all right. That's awesome. Love it. Love where your start is at. I can't wait to hear how it goes Thank you. throughout the rest of the year. Alex, let's go to you next. So me and Josh were still thinking about it, but since a lot of people are doing like highlighting faculty and students, we wanted to like not do the same thing. Yep. So like maybe we'll think about focusing on like the environmental aspects about it. We we're not sure where to go with that. But an idea that we had was to like focus on recycling better because a lot of the times everything is just put into the trash and then um, Mr. Greenwald is just left 
picking out the recycled stuff from the trash all by himself. So that's that's an idea. I like it. So going for that environmental change, great. And I, again, I think, you know, as you dive into that more, I think you'll realize that that could be a good route to go down and could have a good positive impact at Hamden Hall. So keep it up, Alex. Thank you very much. Nick, last but of course not least. All right. So the idea that me and my partner Sam are working on is kind of similar to Jess's where we want to like highlight people, but we want to do a special focus on like the maintenance people because this has been an especially hard year. Like we're currently, we've been getting like killed with snow recently and it's not looking like it's going to get any better. So that's not ideal for them. And it's also like, I mean, I helped for a couple of days to like set up the school for COVID. That was not very fun. And I can only imagine how they feel having to do that every day, much more than I had to do. So we want to like um, sort of, they're also, they're not like, I guess people don't notice them as much just because they, I mean, we're not interacting with them really. So we want to do kind of like profiles of them to get to know them and also like thank them for all the work they're doing. Awesome. Love it. Love it. You're, yeah. Highlighting the behind the scenes, right? The, the folks behind the scenes that, you know, are easy, you know, easily forgotten, but until something's missing and then it's like, what the heck happened? Love it. Love it. It's, it sounds like the three of you are on a, a great track, obviously, along with your partners and, um, and, and, and even the, the PLs that aren't on this, uh, you know, podcast today. I had the pleasure of hearing a lot of their ideas too, over the course of our training. And I think this is going to come out to be a great, um, great set of quarter three projects, despite the challenges of the pandemic and keeping it local and not able to you know, branch out as, as wide as you normally would. Um, we're going to go back to Chase and Lisa here quickly, and then we're going to finish up with a couple rapid fire, high heaters uh, questions, tough questions for the students. But um, Chase, I'll start with you. When the PLs are done in, in you know, with their year, uh, uh, you know, with you and Lisa, what do you hope they take like what quality of yours do they hope that they take on with them when they move on from hand and hall and lisa the same one's coming to you so i'll get you get a head start of thinking about it <laughs> what quality of mine oh boy i don't yeah, know what, yeah what a good one a good one or, i hope right you don't know yeah uh, a bit of wisdom i guess yeah. bit of wisdom from chase yeah I, I you know hopefully um i may be known for having somewhat of a sense of humor i like to keep things a little light sometimes and i think that is a. Uh, a great uh, a medicine for some of the, the ills of the world. And so I think perspective is big, right? And, um, you know, there are things that are outside of your control. And sometimes you can laugh those off and focus on what you can control. And, you know, that sort of attitude can be helpful at times. So I, I hope a little bit of that rubs off, but I, I recognize everyone's got their own take and uh, appreciation of of puns or humor. Not all of the students seem to be on the same level with me uh, <laughs> with appreciating puns, but, um, you know, Keep it, keep it a little bit light sometimes, right? You work hard, play hard, and that sort of attitude. Love it, love it. And Lisa, next, next, you're next. You're on the hot seat next. <laughs> okay. Um, one of my favorite things we talk about during the year, and it's only like a really small thing, but um, we do a unit on time management. Um, and at the end of it, we're talking about goals and making time. How do you schedule it all in? At the end of it, we talk about, we give them what's called the say yes challenge. Um, and the say yes challenge is to say yes to something that comes your way that you have not planned on. So it's not in your scheduled day or your time, but you, you know, someone asks you to go to 
here's some music or, you know, can you help them with something? Can you um, want to be in the school, want to audition for the school play, right? Something that maybe you weren't planning on, but finding room, spontaneity is important. Saying yes, trying new things is also really important. And sometimes we're so scheduled. Um, students, especially the peer leaders, it's, you know, for all 12 of them, it's incredible what they do during the year. I, I don't know how they fit in time to do all of that and their homework and all their extracurricular activities and so much. Um, so finding that, that extra time to be able to be still be spontaneous, to try something new, discover where your passions are. Um, you know, I think this group too, as they go off and think about college and they give me such hope for the future. Like these, there's such um, positivity. Um, they're so well-spoken. They have such strong beliefs. Like when things, when I have some dark days um, working with these guys and hearing where they come from and their thoughts, it just gives me such hope. So, um, you know, I hope they carry on that hope and, and keep striving to make changes and try new things and put themselves out there. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Chase and Lisa, you can, uh, you know, obviously I'd love to have you stay on until the end, but your formal responsibilities as part of the lead with the power <laughs> podcast have been completed job. Well done. Again, we're back to the stars of the show here to finish up the episode. So Alex, Nick, Jess, the way this is going to work, I'm going to throw out a, uh, a quick hit question. I'll say your name. You have to answer in a sentence or less. And Jess, not like a triple comma run on sentence. All right. Like a sentence or less. You understand? Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, and Jess, we will start with you. Someone who inspires you and why? Um, there's so many people in my life that inspire me. I don't like picking people. I was actually going to pick Alex. I was completely honestly. She's making a joke about me picking her, but I was going to pick Alex. Um, at school right now, I think that everything that has happened in the past couple months, um, human rights, things that are race related, um, they're kind of a pretty dense subject. And especially at this school with politics, there's a lot of different opinions. We have a lot of diverse you know, perspectives. Um, and then Black Student Union, I think even though it has, hasn't been a while since it's been open, it has helped people. Um, and it has gained a little bit more of a community because um, we are a very small majority of this school. So um, she really put herself out there, um, you know, to help us help other people. Um, so, yeah, I'd say Alex. Awesome. And for those of you, obviously, uh, we're recording this podcast on Zoom and I, I'm, we're seeing video of this whole conversation <laughs> listeners you're only getting the audio and <laughs> as soon as jess started alex is like waving her hands not me no no man <laughs> yeah so alex you uh you, you signed yourself up for second <laughs> on the list who inspires you and why alex um i probably would say my sister or my mom yep and a side note about jessica me and jessica always go with each other head on head during class and always making fun of each other. So I'm surprised she genuinely likes me, right, Jess? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I totally forgot that you said one sentence. <laughs> oh. I knew it. I, she, she put the four commas oh, yeah. in. That's the run on right there. No, you no, you're both, no good. Commas. you're both good. I did commas. <laughs> That's my Nick. bad. No, no, no worries. You're good. Nick, someone who inspires you and why? I'd say my dad, because he's been able to accomplish a lot from very little. 
Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Next question. And Nick, we're going to stay with you. Okay. Finish the sentence. My next adventure is dot, dot, dot. All right. My next adventure is, um, I guess, college. Because, I mean, not really much I can do in between now and college because of COVID. And, I mean, yeah, so, and that's coming up pretty soon. So I'm going with college. Awesome. And have you, have you started the, like, I'm, I want to go to one of these four schools, that whole process? I mean, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's a, it, I, won't, I won't press it any harder. I know that's a t- touchy subject, touchy subject. Alex, my next adventure is dot, dot, dot. Um, I have to say college, but for a different reason. College because I've been in the same set my whole entire life and I've never been outside of Hampton Hall. So I feel like a new environment will really like make me like feel fulfilled. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Great. Two for two on those on the, the tough questions. Jess. Um, I'd say my next adventure is choosing college. Um, because I've got some uh serious options and a lot of things to think about um which is kind of stressful but exciting so great awesome and this is a little bit of a segue and again this is another complete the sentence my time at hamden hall has prepared me for that next adventure dot 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 i think um over the years hamden hall has taught me to like not look at the next path but just necessarily the next step um and I think that's something that's really important because often I have trouble um just making a decision and just letting it go from there and I think that's what I have to do um for college I think anywhere I go out really enjoy it but um yeah I think that's how Hamden Hall prepared me awesome great answer Jess thank you thank you Alex okay I think Hamden Hall has prepared me for like Okay, like rigorous academics and being able to like push myself academically because my sister goes to Tufts. Oh, that's a long, quick sentence. My sister goes to Tufts and that's a pretty hard school. And she said that it's not as hard as high school, but I don't know, she's smart, we'll see. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's probably a really great answer right there. And your sister's probably not lying that, you know, we, we touched on this in training. The harder you prepare for something, the easier it is to do it. You know, that's a heck of a, a, a great experience and preparation. The the 77 years the two of you have spent at Hamden Hall and getting ready for the next adventure to college. <laughs> um, they didn't laugh at the joke, uh, the sarcastic joke. Okay, Alex did with the mask on. I couldn't tell. Thank you, Alex. Nick. All right. I'd say Hamden Hall prepared me because throughout my time at Hampton Hall, they've given me like a lot of opportunities to try out a lot of different things, both academically and extracurricularly. They've also like forced me to challenge myself by taking like the hardest classes available to me. So I think that's prepared me for college since both of those experiences, both like having a wide variety of opportunities and like pushing yourself are things that are very useful in college. Awesome, I agree wholeheartedly there. Both of, all three of you, tremendous answers. Thank you. Um, what's something you're nervous about or fearful of? So Jess mentioned choosing college. Alex and Nick both talked about, you know, making that jump to college. What's something you're fearful, uncertain, nervous about uh, as you get ready for that next adventure? And we'll go with Alex to lead off. 
Yes, that is a very easy question for me. I'm so nervous to like be in a new environment and making friends because even at this school where I've been my whole life, on the first day of school, I do get nervous at lunch when I have to find a table on who to sit with. So I'm just nervous with the friends aspect and I really hope I make friends. Awesome. I'm sure you will. And I would talk to um, Dr. Lisa Hill was on the podcast a while back and she talked about her uh, kind of sense of adventure and not necessarily like bungee jumping, skydiving, but like going to a new place and kind of soaking that in. So I think you're going to do great in that environment and just embrace it as another challenge to step up to. Great. Awesome. Thanks, Alex. Uh, Let's go to Nick next. All right. Um, I'd say something I'm nervous about is just adjusting to the new environment, like living in a new place, and like Alex said, meeting new people, it's it's going to be a big adjustment. So I'm a bit nervous for that. Awesome. Awesome. Same thing, right? It's it's one of those things that I, you get, get going up here that it's going to be so hard. And then once you start doing it, it'll come naturally. And again, let your personality shine. You, you know, the three of you all, you know, all have great personalities. So I think you'll overcome that nervousness and, and anxiousness pretty smoothly. Jess, finish the drill. What do we have? Um, I guess one thing I'm nervous about is, you know, just kind of finding who I am through college. Um, Kind of like Alex said, because I've been here so long, I don't know much about, you know, other environments, schooling and other environments. And this is gonna be such a new experience. Um, I'm a bit nervous about it, but I'm excited, you know, to see where it goes. Awesome, awesome, great answers. And final question, and then you, you are off the hook here. Final question. And I, I don't, this doesn't necessarily have to be directly related to your Q3 project, but when you graduate and you move on from Hamden Hall, what do you hope, what like positive lasting impact do you hope you and your personality and all of your accomplishments have left for the, the students that will come behind you at Hamden Hall? And we'll go with Jess. I think one thing um, I feel really passionate about is I hope that once I leave and you know Alex and Nick leave, that the students that are under us know how important their voice is. I've made it clear this year and last year how powerful voices are. I did that for my quarter two project. I taught the freshmen about how science is complicity and why using your voice is so important. Um, and I just hope that moving forward, they understand that you know, in this community, in the school community, and in the, you know, bigger idea, how important their voice is. Um, Because I think we've seen a lot of that um, this year, politics, racial issues, human rights issues. Um, So yeah, I just hope that they continue using their voice and telling people how they feel. Love it. Awesome, Jess. Thank you very much. Nick? Um, I hope that many of like the things I've started in extracurricular activities can continue both through like, I founded a film club at the school. I feel that through my work as Thespian Vice President this year, I've been able to adapt to the situation and potentially start new traditions. So I hope that those are able to carry over into future years. Awesome, awesome. Well said, Nick, thank you very much. And last but not least, Alex. Um, so I really hope that the VSU lasts because I feel like it's a very important part of the community and also, I am currently working with a group of students with the head of school to uh, make a curriculum for a mandatory social justice class. And I really hope that class can make our 
community less divided because I feel like people's opinions have like really divided the school and I really hope that this education of social justice will open more eyes. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, give yourselves a little round of applause, pat on the back, whatever, whatever your choice is. Uh, really appreciate um, you taking some time. I know you're in the middle of uh, a busy time of the year and you just got done with a, a delayed school day, followed by a three hour training, followed by an hour long on a podcast. So really appreciate you all taking some time to do this. And what I will say is as a parting shot, um, to the three of you, keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on using your voice. Keep on building your level of education. Keep on inspiring um, the other students in the building. And and those kind of desires that you have for Hamden Hall after you leave, they'll continue to grow. Um, but keep up the, the action and the effort that you're putting in right now, and it'll continue. And, um, you know, to the listeners, again, if you need a reason to be uplifted or to be inspired, the, the youth, the young leaders, they're the future, right? These are the people that, you know, you're hearing from right now on a podcast who have great ideas and aren't afraid of the action it takes to get those ideas going. So I can't, I can't thank you all enough for coming on. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. That was Jess, Alex, and Nick, joined by Lisa and Chase, their advisors. They lead with Empower, and they absolutely crushed it today and will continue to crush it in their future at Hamden Hall and far beyond that as well. Hey, go out there, get after it, have a great weekend, be safe, make good decisions. We'll see you next time. Great leadership may look and sound different. However, there are common threads that connect all tremendous leaders. They are passionate about those that they lead, they do that which brings out their best and the best in those around them. And they never take the easy way out because the exceptional will never come from easy.